You know, this morning, sometimes when you're preparing for something, um, sometimes things don't flow the way you think they're going to flow and you wrestle with it. I want to do something a little bit different this morning. I want to pray for some people this morning. And uh, God's put a, a word on my heart. And uh, so I'm going to keep Luis in the background. Isn't he good? Before I do get into the word, um, our grow nights. The, with the guys, we're sharing a, a series called Courage. And I've got to say, I actually think it's the best I've seen guys course. And uh, I actually, uh, the guys that were there were very impacted. Amen? Um, but my heart is, I actually think there needed to be a lot more guys there. A lot more guys. And does it deal on the sexual side? Yes. Am I a pastor and am I tired of sitting opposite people whose lives have been ruined by that side of their life? Yes. Amen. And I actually think it just absolutely helps every guy. And I don't care who you are, what age you are, whether you're married, whether you're single. Just, just turn up. Come and be a part of it. So it's Tuesday fortnightly. Um, but I just think there are so many guys struggling with an area of their life and at so many different degrees. And I'm, you know, it's an area I've struggled in my life. Amen? And it's something that you have got to learn to fight in because what that area of your life can actually destroy a lot of what goes on in your life. And I don't know... Who, if you're a church goer in this place, but I was devastated at the end of last year to hear one, one of my faith heroes, Bill Hybels, was taken out of ministry because of that area's life. And devastated. I've, I've, I've sat under that guy's ministry for many, many years. And years before his, his, his retirement, he gets disqualified because of this area of his life. And so, you know, it, it reaches and goes into every area, every corner of the world. And I encourage you, it's Tuesday fortnight, we had it last Tuesday, we can catch you up. Um, Jerry, stand. Where's Jerry? Jerry, up the back here, come up here Jerry, so you can all see him. Um, he's helping run this, he's the man behind this course. Um, it looks like the panther, the black panther with the t-shirt on. <laughs> Turn around and show everyone Jerry. <laughs> And uh, uh, we kicked it off um, with Chris Thompson as well. And, uh, and we've got, we can catch you up, but I encourage you to be there. So see him. We've got, we can catch you up. We can give you the first installments to get you up and on track, ready for the, the next one. So at 7 p.m. on, what, what's the date? Can someone tell me the date? It's not this Tuesday, the following Tuesday. Anyone's really good at that? The 12th. Thanks, Kim. Oh, sorry? The 9th. Someone told me the 12th. The 9th. 9th, Tuesday the 9th. Just turn up. Be here. See, see Jerry, and we'll catch you up. 
and turn up and be a part of it. And for the ladies, single ladies, I won't sing the song, uh, but come and be a part of that because I just couldn't um, and I don't want to. But I want to, you know what, I really feel, I wanted to speak a message today just on the power of turning up. Is that right? It's a true word I've got in my heart. The power of turning up. There are so many things we can do in our world. There are so many intellectual things that we can do and we can uh, make, I, I believe quite often we can make God very complicated. There's a quote out there, it, it's a secular quote. Um, it's actually, it was quoted by Woody Allen. I'm not a fan of Woody Allen at all, but it's a good quote. And it says, 80% of success is just showing up. True? Would you agree? Who agrees in the place? Just showing up. You know, I've, I've probably for the last year and a half uh, been fairly regular at the gym. Fairly regular. I decided about a year and a half and I've averaged about three days a week except I've been sick for the last two weeks so I haven't been for two weeks. But normally I'm about three days a week. And uh, you, know, you, you, you say, yeah, it shows. No, it doesn't. And, um, and the reality is getting there is just is really the hardest part. True? All those that do any exercise whatsoever, putting on the joggers, putting on the shorts, finding that shirt, you know, smelling it because you're a guy and realising it's putrid because you haven't washed it and you've been sweating in it for weeks and then trying to find another shirt and then um, getting in your car, driving across town if you do that, if that's what your routine is, and getting in that place. But once you get in there and you finally get through the gate and you realise you've got your little gym card which you don't have and then you explain who you are and they've got your name and they let you in and you get there and, and when you get there, it's, it's all on, right? Very rarely do I not do anything, turn around and sit there and talk and drink water and do nothing. You get there, you, you turn up, you do it, right? Amen? All those that have, who, who has a gym habit? Come on, raise your hand. I want, I just want to have a seat. Fantastic. What a good, healthy church. Who, who's believing for a gym habit in their life? <laughs> Doesn't it make sense that someone who arrives at the door of opportunity has more success than someone that's still sitting at home. True? You know, this might be an incredibly basic concept, just turning up. Honestly, if you go through the Word of God, God just uses people that just turn up. I mean, Noah, that story mesmerizes me that someone would turn up to build something for rain that still has not happened to that point. It never rained on the earth. It just there used to be like a dew that would cover up. Um, so at night, it would just it would condensation would come and form on the ground, and and the the earth was watered that way. It hadn't rained until Noah's ark and and the pouring, and then when the heavens opened. But he just kept on building something for a flood that came nowhere near water, and he just showed up. And the Bible says it was anywhere between 60 and 80 years of just showing up to do something that seemed crazy. Amen? Just showed up. 
You know, I, I, how did, someone asked me, you know, how, do I start, how did I start a ministry? My first opportunity in ministry was a prayer meeting. Very simply, a prayer meeting. Assistant youth pastor said, hey, bunch of guys, we're getting together Monday to Friday, 6 a.m., we're praying. And I said, okay, all right, that's a bit rough, but I will do that. And so I turned up on the first Monday, and after, um, I think, about two months, it was just me and him. Me and this guy called John King, just the two of us, we just meet, and we prayed, and somewhere three quarters through the year, it would just turn up, it was most of the time it was just me and him. We'd go into the church auditorium, and we would, we would put this, he had the key, and we'd put the stereo on, and we'd have a time of just worship, just me and him, and an auditorium was fantastic. And then, and then we would sit there and pray, and because we were a little bit crazy, we would sit on a chair and we'd have a coffee. We'd make a coffee in this little coffee machine in one of the offices. And I remember, we'd put a coffee on a chair for God. And we'd, we'd have a five-minute argument on whether he had sugar or not. And um, because we were nuts. And we'd put this, and we didn't do it every week, but we, I remember we put this, we wanted to just sense that God was there. So it was good. Like I had a coffee, he had a coffee, and we put this coffee on a chair just for God, and we'd put it in a circle with a three. I mean, we're nuts, right? You're thinking, wow, the guy's lost it. But for some, we actually did that for weeks and we stopped doing it. But what it put in our heads is that we were, God was real, amen? We won't turn up for nothing. And we did that faithfully, I can tell you, for one whole year. And in that, somewhere in that, I remember this guy, John, came in and he goes, you know what? There's this grant going in the area for a grant uh, for $2,000 to research the needs in Castle Hill for youth. And uh, why don't we pray over it? So we prayed over it, and we actually felt we're going to go write a grant to ask, give us the 20000 We won't research the needs. We'll just start something. And uh, we put the grant in. I remember laughing. There was another girl called Christine Kane was a part of it. And we put this grant in, and we won it. And out of that ministry came a youth service that years, a, a year later, we were getting 200 kids on a Thursday night, unsaved community kids. And we started all sorts of things out of that. And simply, there was a whole bunch of guys in the youth group. And all I remember was, I was the one that was left because I just kept on turning up. That was my start to ministry. From that, it op- a door opened and other doors opened. might be really simple, but you think about it. We complicate God. But let me look at some key areas in your life. I mean, the day of Pentecost, look in the Word of God. Jesus says to a whole bunch of people, he says, I tell you what, there's going to come a time and there's an upper room and, and if you wait there, the Holy Spirit is going to come and fill you and then, and then literally all that was needed was for the people to turn up and be there. And it took a while, it says they tarried, but the fact is they got filled with the Spirit and God did something awesome and the whole New Testament church began. You know, when it comes to your key areas in your life. What's the greatest key to your reading the Word of God? What's the greatest key? What's the greatest key to to, to the Bible in your life? What is the greatest key to it? Is it the incredible revelation that you got once that just mesmerized your heart and you just said, oh, wow. 
God, you're so wise. Was it that instant answer that you got from the Word of God? What's the greatest revelation of your, your time with God in the Word? I can I tell you what the greatest revelation is? Turning up to do it. Come on. Turning up to do it. What's the greatest revelation that you could have in your prayer life? Is it how you pray? Good pray, Joel. Good pray. Very good prayer. Is it how eloquent you are? Is it how well you know the Scripture? Is it that you can yell out prayer or you can do soft prayer? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it all of that or is it the fact that you actually turn up to pray? Come on. We can complicate. We can make our Christianity so complicated. But nine times out of ten, I've seen people so broken. Their lives are such a mess and they feel like there's so much pain. And I just say to them, do you know what? Well, you know what you're going to do right now? Just, just don't think about anything else but just turning up. Just turn up to church. Just turn up to the Bible. Just turn up. I, no, don't, don't think of it. No, no. Don't, don't, don't complicate. No, don't think of anything else. Don't, don't try and navigate anything else in your life. Just simply wake up in the morning. And if you can get out of bed and get there and just turn up, that's all I want you to do. I want you to keep doing that. That's your recipe. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Just keep turning up. Amen. That person who's overcome with grief, what is it? Just keep turning up. That person has got discouragement and despair in their life. Just keep turning up to the Word. Keep turning up to God. Keep turning up. In your marriage, what's the key? What's the key? Keep turning up. Amen. In your parenting, in your parenting, keep turning up. Keep it simple. You want to know about the presence of God? The only way to really know about the presence of God is just keep turning up. I can tell you there is no shortcut to really developing a real love and desire for the presence of God. There is no shortcut. There's not one message that I could give you that, that will change everything. There's not a song that just completely invokes the presence of God. There's not a preacher that'll just bring it. There's, you know what, the presence of God, how do you learn that? You just keep turning up. You keep turning up and, and you start to enlarge your heart for God. Do you know what, church on Sunday, I've been at church most of my life. For three years, I wasn't in church. I was completely vaccinated. For the rest of my life, I was in church. And do you know what? I cannot for the life of me barely remember a sermon especially from when I was a kid but I can remember going to church for most of my life I can remember being in the car, I can remember my dad trying to slap us because we were a bit too, too loud because back then you could like now you can't I remember sitting in the back of the station wagon without seat belts because you did we used, to, we used to pile all our kids in the back of the station wagon with no seats, no seat belts, and you'd be like five of you with all your friends pressed against the glass, and you'd be driving off to church. Who was like that? Completely unsafe, but we're still here, right? <laughs> Don't ever try that at home. Um, I can remember my Sunday school teachers. I can't remember what they said, but I can remember who they are. Amen? 
I can remember the pastors. I can remember the church services. I can remember being there. And I think in this day and age, I think one of the greatest things we can do, we, we, we've got a world where, you know, I, I think we just, we've got to make room for God. We've got to keep turning up. You can't take away something so basic as turning up because when you turn up, God does things. The, the, the lady, the, the woman in the Bible with the issue of blood, Jesus walks past. All she did was turn up, touch his hem, and she got healed. Amen? What about the guy that was, all his mates said, we're going to get him healed. Jesus is speaking. So they, 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 they cut a hole in the roof and they lower him down. I think it was Paul, actually. They lower him down into the temple when he gets here. What he just turned up. It's just turning up. It's one of the greatest things you can do. The fact that you've turned up here on Sunday is amazing. Because the word of God is going to go into your heart. You're going to have an opportunity. And I'm going to believe. I want God to reward you for turning up today. Amen. When you look at the life of Christ, when you look at who he is. It says that Jesus in 1 John 4, verse 19, we love because he first loved. Imagine if Jesus didn't turn up. Come on. Imagine if he didn't turn up on the cross. Imagine if he didn't turn up in our lives. And do you know what? God doesn't need. He doesn't need your excellence. He doesn't need any area of your life. He just actually needs to turn up. The Bible is filled with people going, I'm not smart enough. I don't, I'm not eloquent enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm, not the, I'm the least of the least. I'm hopeless. Why would God, why would you want to use me? And because they turned up, God says, I can use you. He says, I will amaze you. When you look at the life of Mo. Uh, Moses, he wasn't this incredible person and he was afraid. And all God says is, turn up and I will work miracles through you. And he did. Amen. It is one of the greatest revelations in our lives. It's the, one of the greatest principles that we could do because God is everything. And to be honest, we're not everything. But what he requires from us is just for us to be in that place so God can use us and God can speak to us. Amen. And what I want to do today, I really believe there's people in this room that you've come here today and you've turned up and you want God to speak into your circumstances. You want God to reveal himself to you in your circumstances. And I really believe, as I was, I was going to do honestly something different and the Holy Spirit spoke to me so clearly and just said I want you to speak on this I want to speak life into them I want their, their experience today to be that God meets you in your need that God turns up I think God wants to show off He wants to let people know in this place that you need Him. It's one of the greatest things you can do is just turn up to God. No one in this place. What separates us from the world is that we know that God works on our behalf. Amen? Come on. If you start to not believe that, if you start to think it's more of you, then you're just taking yourself out of that place 
of the power that God wants to do in your life. And I just believe there's a hunger in here. And all I want you to do, I'm going to get to invite the band to come back up, the whole worship team. I just really think God wants to meet you where you're at today. Is that all right? Who came here to encounter God? Come on. Who turned up to encounter God? Who turned up because you had to? <laughs> when I was a kid, that's pretty much how it worked. I didn't have a choice. But I thank God my parents worked that way. But I just think... First thing I want to do, I want Tash to sing her worship song. And I just want you to close your eyes. Just I just really believe the Holy Spirit's gonna minister and then we're gonna then we're gonna start praying for some people. Come on. Let's do something different. Is that right? <laughs>